Welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. It's your boy Mac, and tonight our Cleveland Cavaliers took on the Milwaukee Bucks for the third time this season. Fuck, am I tired of playing the Bucks? I don't know why the schedule makers did this to us. Um, they lost by the score of 126-116. To me, it, it's neither here nor there. This loss kind of felt like it was coming. Honestly, it felt like it was coming down the pipeline, and I, I, I went into it feeling like. The Cavs were going to win. Obviously, you know, being the ultimate homer that I am, I was hoping that they would pull out their ninth straight victory. But obviously, it was four knots. How did that happen, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. They did that behind a combined 87 points between the trio of Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Chris Middleton, each finishing with at least 20 points. Led by Giannis himself, the Greek Freak finished with 35 points, 18 boards, and 10 assists, in addition to two blocks out there. Very efficient basketball from Giannis. The Cavs just did not have an answer for him as they, you know, I don't know if anybody truly has an answer for Giannis. It's just kind of one of those, you got to contain him or you got to make his supporting cast beat you and tonight that's exactly what happened Giannis is going to get his you know that shit's going to happen you know you're going to have to deal with that but to, to to allow Chris Middleton and Dame Lillard to combine for 52 points on their own yeah you're probably going to lose when that happens <laughs> just a staggering combination of point totals out there and to me I think when people look back at this game as we go further and further into the season, the biggest thing that they're probably going to see that sticks out is the free throw disparity. And I get that. It was just some bullshit-ass calls tonight. And when I think about that, what comes to mind is the back-to-back fouls early into the first quarter against Isaac Okoro, which caused him to sit for a little while. Just absolute bullshit calls. You knew it was going to happen. You knew after that ass-kicking that Cleveland gave Boston uh, – Boston, Jesus. They, they they beat the hell out of us so bad that I forgot who they actually played. Jesus. <laughs> um, after the ass-kicking that Cleveland gave Milwaukee uh, in the matchup prior to this, without Giannis, you just knew that they were going to come back with a vengeance, especially Damian Lillard coming back with a point to prove and making sure that Cleveland had to deal with not only himself, but the refs as well. He drew 11 free throw attempts. He led the pack. He, he had more than Giannis. He had more than Middleton uh, by himself. So you just kind of knew that this was coming down the pipeline elsewhere when you're talking about the cleveland side of things this was not necessarily the best game from donovan mitchell who i've been talking about him and he's become one of if not the best combo guard in the league especially during the stretch without darius garland out there where he has had to play more point guard than ever he's played more by far the most point guard of his career Tonight, he would have finished with 23 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists on an inefficient 10-24 from the field, including a woeful 2-11 of from 3-point distance. Not the best night from Donovan. Yes, he did fill up the stat sheet. It was a near triple-double, but you can clearly tell that the shot just wasn't there. Jared Allen actually had a decent game tonight, all things considered. It wasn't the best first half from him, but in the second half, especially down the stretch, he would really turn it on. Um, he would finish the game with 21 points, 12 boards, and 5 more assists on 10 of 19 from the field. And he was really kind of pivotal to keeping the game, or getting the game rather, back into within striking distance for Cleveland down the stretch in that fourth quarter. And for me, 
he continues to light up the stat sheet and he added yet another double double to that streak that is still going strong 13 straight now that is you know obviously he he got the franchise record in the last one he continues to add to that and he has the opportunity to keep that going so i feel pretty pretty good about that outside of Jarrett, though there's and there just wasn't a lot to really speak about in this one sam Merrill continues to look like a sharpshooter out there that was a positive 12 points the night on four of nine from the field all nine shots being of the three-point variety and each time this man attempts a shot to me it feels like it's gonna go away there was a stretch tonight where he literally drilled three straight and it was just magical it's last year in atlanta Sam Merrill for three. Largest lead has been nine here for the Bucks. Cavs have not led. He's doing a great job just with its extension. Here's Merrill again. I'm oh telling boy. you. Three straight. A quick nine points. For anybody who doubted what Merrill brought to the table prior to the season, and they just thought he was just a flash in the pan G League, Summer League type of talent. This stretch has shown you that Merrill is quite literally one of, if not the best shooter in basketball right now. He really looks like Clay Thompson, like peak Clay Thompson out there. And that shooting, that is such a valuable asset to have for a Cavs team that was just depraved of it last year. It's been a complete 180 in regards to the amount of shooting that we now have on this roster between Max Strews, George Niang, um, Sam Merrill, Karis LeVert being able to knock down the shot, Dean Wade looking more confident out there, Isaac Okoro actually attempting three-point shots now, and then Donovan Mitchell taking it up a notch. And to me, that makes me even more confident about the depth this team has, especially as the season continues to 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 go forward you're you're finding out what works best for you you finding out which guys should be able to help you and come postseason time and merrill is definitely one of those players and so i don't care what has to happen i don't care who we have to pull minutes from sam merrill has absolutely uh earned a permanent role in this rotation even once darius garland and evan mobley come back Outside of Merrill, outside of Allen, I just don't know if there really is anybody else to truly talk about in this one. I guess we can talk about the player that came in in the absence of Tristan Thompson. That was definitely going to be, that's definitely still going to be a loss that's felt. You could tell if any indication, if tonight gave you any indication, his loss is truly going to be felt. The guy who really got the bulk of those minutes was Damian Jones. He played 10 minutes tonight, scored five points, had two assists. And he wasn't a, he wasn't a net negative out there, but there were definitely times where you're like, man, Tristan Thompson probably would have gotten that rebound or Tristan Thompson probably would have set that screen a little bit better. There were definitely opportunities out there for Jones to impact the game. And I didn't, we didn't get that. Uh, and I wasn't expecting it, honestly, but I, I was pleasantly was surprised on more than a few sequences with him. He had a poster dunk tonight. That was pretty awesome. 32 points is a lot to put up against this Cavs defense in the corner. Jones with the finish on the lob play and the foul against Giannis who tries to break it up. Uh, but overall, I'm not sold on Damian Jones as the replacement in the short term with Tristan missing the next 24 games. And so that's why they brought up Pete Nance, right? And maybe they will make it another 
make, make another addition in this the span of time that Thompson is out. Who's to know? But I'm not sold on Jones. I say all that to say that. That's really it from this one, man. There just wasn't a lot to talk about. The key factor in this game to me was the free throw disparity. The Cavs attempted 15 free throws to the Bucks 28. And the, the thing that kills me is just the way that they were handed out. I just felt like the whistle leaned heavily Milwaukee side. And that just kind of seems like a common thing. I'm not going to put any, I'm not making an excuse here. I'm not throwing blame towards anybody, but I will just say this. It just seems like games that shouldn't necessarily be decided by the refs are often decided by the refs. It just feels like that more than ever these days, especially with the Cavaliers. Guys are just able to draw fouls at will against them. And they're just the worst fucking fouls man they're just the worst fouls out there and for dame to generate 11 free throw attempts for chris middleton to generate eight free throw attempts it's beyond me it it, it puts a sour note on an otherwise playoff atmospheric game and that's exactly what this felt like it felt like a playoff game and this could be a potential opponent for the cavaliers to see down the stretch and as they all always say you be the man you got to beat the man and milwaukee is one of the contenders in the east if cleveland has any hopes of contending for a title this season and beyond they will eventually have to get through this Milwaukee team i think they're capable it just you have to figure out how to contain Giannis's supporting cast which can be a difficult task now that they have damian lillard with chris middleton healthier with brooke lopez starting to pick things up as of late Especially when you don't have Evan Mobley and Darius Garland out there, your margin for error is slim to none, or they will make you pay. But overall, to lose by 10 on the road after an eight-game win streak uh, to an opponent that has a top-five player could have been worse. Absolutely could have been worse. The Cavs didn't quit in this one. They were down pretty big heading into that third quarter and really down the stretch, but they were able to pull back within arm's length and i i honestly felt like they had a chance it didn't work out but at the end of the day a 10 point loss to a eastern conference contender without two of your top three players it's not all that discouraging i i look at this team as is as a contender a burgeoning contender themselves especially once they get healthy there's undoubtedly going to be an adjustment period that is inevitable that having to reintegrate the likes of Darius Garland, the likes of Evan Mobley, that's going to, that's going to be something that's tough, right? Because one, you're not only going to have to have a couple of tough conversations with some of your rotation players. You might have to bench one of them. You might have to pull minutes, significant minutes uh, from one of them and, the, the worst part about it is everybody who's playing right now kind of deserves it with maybe the exception of Damian Jones, who is getting an opportunity uh, certainly just because of the Thompson suspension. So I don't know. I, I do not envy JB for that. I'm just here to say tonight's loss, although it stings to, uh, to lose and the, the streak is over while that sucks. It wasn't a totally discouraging loss. I, I honestly feel like the, this team can bounce back from this. I feel like with a matchup against Milwaukee tomorrow, right, I I, I feel like they can take it. I feel like they can split the, 
the back and back and forth affair. And tomorrow's going to be the fourth game against Milwaukee. As I said, I'm so fucking tired of playing this team. I have faith that they can win. The refs might have something else in store, though. So <laughs> you're not going to throw my shot in there. Uh, but with that being said, as I always tell you guys, if you'd like to reach out to me, you know how you can. It's Cavalier underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and more. If you'd like to be added to the It's Cavalier Discord chat, you know what to do. Leave a rating, leave a review, send a screenshot, instead of review to It's Cavalier 53 at gmail.com, and I will send you an invite. That said, go Cavs. Have a good one.